Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Ten o'clock hour, the open home hour, open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Whatever you want to talk about, your home, castle, or cabin. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. One triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions can be sent to four one one nine two three, or you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. And there's a reason it's a home improvement show. It's because it's what we know. It's what we've done our whole life. And there's a reason we're not a financial advising show. Home Depot, year over year, this day, one year ago, their stock has gone up 47%. Ooh. One year ago, I bought Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> They're down 90%. <laughs> There's a good reason this is not a financial advisor show, and I don't give financial advice. As a matter of fact, there was a night about 10 o'clock several years ago. It was about 2008 or nine. Ben Bernanke, who was then the head of the federal chair, the, the Federal Reserve, called me at home and said, Mr. Romero. Oh, at home? Really? Uh-huh. He called, called you at home? He did. He oh, said, okay. Mr. Romero, we've tracked your stock market participation, and we think you owe it to the rest of the world. Before you put any money in, would you just give everybody a notice you're getting ready to invest in something? Because every time you do, whatever you do goes down. <laughs> Thank God for Galaxy Lending. I I don't know how he tracked that to my little silly transaction, but he says, man, you owe it to the world to let everybody know Rosie's going in the market. And then everybody else knows, get the heck out of the market right now. Look at lumber prices. Oh, my gosh. The National Association of Home Builders is stating in writing that year over year, the average price of a new home, the average price of a new home increase, just the increase of building a new home because of the lumber prices has gone up $36,000 per house. Mm. Wow. Exactly the same house, built exactly by the same crews, built exactly on the same lot. One year over another, cost $36,000 more. And so if that's just... Just for the lumber price. That, that, that didn't include all the other price increases. That's just the lumber. Does that blow your mind? We've gone from $350 a board foot to almost $1,500 a board foot on some soft construction wood lumber. That's a 500% increase. And because of the demand, that's probably pushed it up even more. So if you're only looking at 36 for the additional cost, oh, yeah. the demand price probably has it inflated, you know, again, a double that. 
Again, and there's multiple reasons for this lumber spike. Uh, one, we've got a little bit of a tariff tiff with Canada <laughs> that we need to work our way through. Uh, they they grow a lot of lumber in Canada. <laughs> they could solve this supply side problem. But there's also a beetle up there that's ransacking the softwood forests of Canada, uh, seriously cutting down on the supply that's available if we can solve the tariff tiff. And then the COVID chaos closed a lot of the mills in that they didn't want people working that close together, like the meatpacking plants. So for a whole lot of reasons, the demand went up, the supply went down for multiple reasons, beetles, tariffs, politics, uh, medical terrorism, uh, all kinds of reasons. But it's, it's a fact that uh, building right now is as expensive as it's ever been. And the irony is exactly what you were talking about, Romy. Now, we've always been able to say, go buy a home because it's going to be cheaper for you to buy a finished home than it is going to be build a new home. But you'll save at least a third. And now there's such a shortage in housing. That's not true anymore. You can build for what you can buy. And that's the first time in about 20 years those prices have been that close together. Now, what this is going to do, hopefully, is it's going to do, and I talked to the guys at uh, Old Castle last week, (laughs) uh, starting a little project at my own house, a a little mother-in-law casita in the backyard. I said, I want to build it out of Integra insulated concrete block. And he said, well, baby, get in line. Because with the price of lumber, we've got that Integra machine. We got that Integra machine stamping out every block we can make. And maybe as people start seeing just what a superior building product masonry is over lumber, they'll knock some sense into these people and they'll start building with masonry again. I mean, that's all the the red brick homes that you see that haven't been hardly touched or needed any kind of exterior great, work. Great bones. You know, 60, 70, 80 years later. Great bones. And then you look at these stick and stucco homes that you're having to paint every four, five, six years. <clears throat> and all the cracking. And, yeah. uh, you know, yes, there is 10-year paint now. But, you know, how, how many times have they had to paint or fix and patch repair stucco and leaks in the sides? And these brick homes have had nothing. I mean, it's, it's such a disservice to this, the homeowner. To This this house is going to be concrete block exterior walls, no furring, mm-hmm. no sheetrock, polished stone on the inside, slump block on the outside, foam filled. Uh, I mean, it it is. The, the, the Pella windows, the metal roof. Baby, I'm going to get that thing done, and I'm not going to have to touch it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Not and, even and, have to touch it. And the, the next person's life that moves in it yeah, after well, that's that. That's true, too. That's true, too. Uh, we are open for callers. For you homeowners, one 767 I've got a lot I want to cover. But Mark has called in, uh, I believe, kind of keying off last hour's topic of air conditioning. Let's see if we can bring Mark into the conversation and answer his question. Good morning, Mark. And I'll have a comment afterwards to help you guys out also. Okay. Um, my air conditioner... 
before it gets to temperature, so it definitely hasn't reached whatever I cool it at, after it's been running a while, it just seems to shut off, almost as if there's some internal item that's saying, hey, I'm kind of warm and tired right now. I'm going to wait 10 minutes before I start back up again. Okay. I mean, that's the impression I'm getting. It'll okay. just randomly go off well, and then go on again. I don't know if that's something that's known. Well, how old is the equipment, Mark? It's uh, five years. Okay. Is this and it was probably doing this way for years. Okay. All right. And, build. and do you have a relationship with the air conditioning contractor that installed it or who has been servicing it? I do not. This is a new build, okay. so I have not okay. worked with anybody. Okay. Well, Mark, now's the time for you to begin a relationship with an air conditioning contractor. We're just getting into the cooling season where the unit's going to have to work its hardest all year long. Uh, I would tell you, go to rosieonthehouse.com. We've got several air conditioning certified contractors that service your part of the valley. And have them come out and do a preseason checkup and just see if we've got uh, a load problem, uh, a freon charge problem, a capacitor problem. Uh, uh, it may even be a sizing problem. But I, I would do that preseason checkup, and a good preseason checkup is going to run you if the first time they've come to your house and they don't know your equipment, it's probably going to run you a couple hundred bucks. But it's the best couple hundred bucks you can spend on that expensive a piece of equipment before you start the cooling season. So that's my recommendation on that. And then you mentioned you had another comment to help us out. And we, we'll take all the help we can get. What have you got? It's a, it's a small house. That time of use or easy three whatever – Along with my sunscreens, I think within two years it paid for the cost of my sunscreens. Oh, yeah. Noticeable energy incre increase. Oh. I mean, decrease of use. Absolutely wonderful. A lot of people I talk to, they, oh, that's too complicated. I can't figure. No, it's not. You go on. You say, I'm going to use less energy between this and that. People seem to think it's complicated. It's not. Mark, I appreciate that comment. It, many of you regular listeners may recognize what the concept he's talking about. We kind of named it super cooling 20 years ago. Uh, the utility companies got on board with it and now actually promote it in their invoices. Uh, let's get all of you on a time of day use where you are discouraged from using electricity when it's at its highest demand, middle of the summer afternoons. And we actually found out with COVID, with everybody staying home and the office buildings being empty, we used less electricity last summer. Then, and everybody was worried, hey, everybody's staying home and using their air conditioning. We're going to have a brownout. No, we actually used less electricity. Because we weren't firing up the big in institutional building. units. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, or schools. schools or, big, <laughs> or schools. Big energy That's truck. right. That's right. So we... The industry is taking all its customers this way, that a utility company has to justify the cost of building new power plants based on the peak loads. They must, the grid must be capable of matching the peak loads. So we've got to have a decent amount of cushion capacity to our generating capacity. So if we can cut the top off those peaks, 
we can save the need for building another power generating plant for an entire generation. And we've got a we've got a show coming up in the next couple of weeks talking about the failure of the Texas grid system in this last freeze they had a couple months ago and what we've done in Arizona to save ourselves from ever that kind of limit. It's going to be a great show. But Mark, I hope that helps you establish a relationship with an air conditioning contractor. Find one at rosyonnows.com. Yeah, that way you have my personal guarantee they're going to treat you fair and they're going to look at and ask all the right questions. And then thank you for the comments on super cooling. I still get people arguing with me that it doesn't work. Including partners. Join the conversation at one 767 4348 Oh, yeah. Right here. Crank it up. All right, Gary, bring in the brass section. Here it How is. about the vocal? Here it is. As I was yes. Down the street one Do you know what time it is? We're getting really close to the time of returning to normalcy, and another, another big indication of that is Saba down in Tucson, Southern Arizona Home Builder Association, is going to have a live home show in the tucson conference center this may weekend 21st 22nd 23rd they canceled the spring 2020 due to covid they did a virtual video in the fall of 2020 but they're going back live and we were talking about air conditioning roaming listen to this at tcc they've now incorporated something called venue shield which is a comprehensive best-in-class effort to protect the safety and well-being of the staff, clients, and guests as they return to live attendance in the conference center. It includes uh, new building ventilation. They've replaced all the air filter system, enhanced filters with new uh, technology to introduce outside air. So the Tucson Convention Conference Center has updated all their mechanical system in an ongoing attempt, there's there's a positive of the COVID chaos. This is going to pay dividends for the Tucson Conference Center forever. It's going to be cleaner, healthier indoor air forever. So Saba is going to do the Southern Arizona Home Show Friday, May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Tickets are $8. Seniors, 65-plus, military, and frontline workers are half price. Children under 12 are free. Discount coupons are available at SabaHomeShow.com. Parking's free in the new garage on the east side and lots surrounding the Tucson Conference Center. So, hallelujah, baby. Does anybody know what time it is? It's time to get back to normal, and Saba is going to lead the way. For those of you in Pinal, Pima, Santa Cruz, Cochise County, get to the Saba Home Show, May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Oh, we're missing a detail here. What did I miss? Are the tri-tips going to be there? Good point. Um, Very good point. Well, you can't, it can't be back to normal if I can't buy a, a whole tri-tip. Well, to celebrate Cook the return seasoned. of the in-person show, live music will be outside 
by the food trucks from 3 to 6 p.m. Okay. All right. Food trucks. So. Okay. Got a choice. You. My tip's better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually, I, I buy two. One to eat on the drive home and one to share with the family when I get home. <laughs> if you have time to share with Saba, them, right? <laughs> Saba tri-tips. They're hard to beat, that's for sure. And it is Mother's Day weekend. Oh, you, what? Um, I was call. actually yes. dragging that out, waiting for mom to get back in, because I didn't know the details of Schnepp Farms. I know they gave us tickets to give away to yes. our listeners. Mm-hmm. We have two sets of four for a family time out at Schnepp Farms, and you have to use them by the end of May, which is good because it'll be hotter anyway. And the peach season will be close to end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the peaches Those less. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, and they need to get down there. Their little man, store out there is just fantastic. I think they even have rides still, Romy, this yeah. month. So, well, hey, yeah, he even said when he was in last week that they have additional. Um, like carnival rides in. Yeah. That's right. Spread it's out. Agritainment fair. Yeah. Yes. That's it's it. all the rage, and it's just so much fun. You can shop for food, and there's all kinds of baked goods. Can't can't go wrong. So we're going to – how are we going to do that, Romy? We're going to give those away, two sets of four. Two sets of four. You can text us at 411-923. Okay. And, and just put in there, Schnepp Farms. And then we'll pick a random yeah. person by the end of the broadcast. And if you don't text, I will take a couple phone calls. But I can't <laughs> promise you I'll get them all. Sounds good. And speaking of text, we've got a number of questions that have come in. Um, <clears throat> one texter says, my driveway has sunk three to four inches. What are my options to raise it back up? Uh, last week, we also had Bob Brown of Arizona Foundation Solutions, and they do uh, mud jacking, which will pump up and lift up the underneath of a slab. And it's they've got foam products. They've got grout products. They've got a mixture. It just they depends do. on what the soil condition is and why, uh, what what caused the underneath to run out. We'll determine which one of those items they use. <clears throat> and then uh, somebody had called, uh, texted in as a follow-up. We didn't mention this last hour when Jeff was in with Rias about the R22. <clears throat> Freon. A lot of people um, that are trying to make a sale will try and sell you on new air conditioning units saying, you you know, scare tactics. Yeah, Freon, you know, the R22. Yes, they're not manufacturing it anymore. Yes, it is more expensive uh, because of that. And it's it's a, a federal man, it's a government mandate to not manufacture it. But there are warehouses and you can recycle R22. It's going to be in circulation at least another 10 years. So don't let that scare you. You know, even though it costs more, it's not a 30,000 air conditioning unit. Trying to educate, trying to entertain the Arizona homeowner. That's what we do here at Rosie on the House. Our most asked question of the week was a question that referred to a very specific name brand of a home warranty. And I'm not going to mention that specific brand name because uh, I, I don't feel one way or another about any one particular brand or another. But it says, what is a blankety blank warranty? Okay, let me just give you my opinion of home warranties, okay? If I go to this particular company and I log on to their webpage, it has the question on its homepage, 
How does this work? Number one, do you need service? When a covered item breaks down, you request service online or by phone to the warranty company. Step two, the warranty company then assigns a contractor to come to your house. And the warranty company will pay the contractor for that service. Right up to that point, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Well, there's a lot of things about step one and step two that cause me a lot of concern. One, you don't want somebody coming to your house who is bid competitively against a hundred other service providers to do work for this insurance company at the lowest possible price conceivable. Because the only way they can do that and stay in business is find something at your house that isn't covered by the insurance, the warranty, and charge you for it. And now they've got a profitable service call out of what was a lost leader. Home warranty companies aren't out there interviewing the best of the best contractors. They're out there by nature interviewing the cheapest of the cheap that are willing to take these lost leads and then find things that are not included in the service agreement. What I'd rather you do than spend money with a home warranty company is do you realize the trusted insurance agent you have that writes your homeowner's insurance? You can insure many of your big expensive pieces of equipment your air conditioner, your water heater, your appliances, for a fraction of the cost with the same company that does your homeowner's insurance. And then you get to pick the contractor. You get to pick the trusted service provider to come and complete the work at your home. I'm telling you, in my experience, that is a much better solution than defaulting to one of these home warranty programs. So home warranties are just one of my little soap boxes. Super cooling is one of my soap boxes. Lifetime paint jobs are one of my soap boxes. I've got lots of windows or one of my soap boxes. I got lots of soap boxes. One of the, one of the soap boxes I get on more often than not is water treatment. Because man, there is so much misinformation about what water treatment can or can't do or what it will and it won't do. So we've brought in a special guest this morning, Mr. George Cathy, the service manager of Isley's Home Services. George, welcome again, repeat visitor. Thank you. How are you guys all doing this morning? Good, good. Okay. Water treatment, baby. I can go for hours on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> there is so much misinformation out about, about that. Yeah. Um, well, you go first. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take a breath. You go first about the misinformation you're seeing in the industry. Okay. Um, I think the biggest misinformation that I see are, you know, manufacturers or, or companies that promote alternatives to water softeners as if they do the same thing as a water softener would do. Um, in my experience and, and, and what I have seen firsthand is that if you want soft water, the best way to do it is to buy a water softener. Um, some people have different goals or different things that they want to do with their water and they do not necessarily want a water softener. Um, but that would be a completely different, 
different type of appliance. Um, so it's always important to be honest with the customer, let them know exactly what's out there, what's available, what it does and what it does not do, um, rather than like, some companies try to lead people away from softeners and into other items that are not as effective, if they're effective at all. Well, the industry brought in this term salt-free. Yep. You know, and started instilling a lot of fear in homeowners about the amount of sodium in a glass of softened water. And I ask people, I say, do you know what the recommended daily allowance is for sodium in your diet? No. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much sodium is in an eight ounce glass of softened water? No. Do you know how much sodium is in one slice of bread? No. Mm -hmm. I said, well, then, then you don't know what you're afraid of. Exactly. Yeah. In one slice of bread, 150 grams of sodium, 150 milligrams. In a glass of eight ounce softened water, 12. Yep. Negligible. <laughs> and so why would you scare yourself into alternative, untested Water, and that's the other thing I tell people. Look, if it isn't certified by the Water Quality Association, don't even consider it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, again, it's, it's just a matter, like you said, it's just mis misinformation out there. People are afraid to drink water or the salty water. They think it's going to make them sick or raise, raise their blood pressure or whatever the case may be. Um, but that's absolutely not the case. Um, you know, I had a customer one time that even went to the doctor because she was concerned about getting the water softener. He wanted to get his opinion before installing a water softener. Okay. Man, the doctor said it's fine to install the water softener. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, now, what is the, the parts per million standard that's delivered to our, uh, d delivered by municipalities? I mean, when you're testing water and you're telling somebody, you know, this is what is in it. I, mean, I know there's certain standards that of quality that's delivered to your home. Okay. It depends. Um, I think the federal maximum is like 550 parts per million or somewhere in that area. Uh, and, and I asked that because when this article was posted, um, following, uh, KTRO morning news, and they were talking about it. Uh, one of the people reacted and said his drink, his tap is at five, 600 and, 50 parts per million. Yep. I thought, man, that sounds really <laughs> exactly. high. Somebody wasn't, <laughs> wasn't watching the test kit too very that, closely. That's Arizona water. <laughs> it is. It's very hard. Um, but it kind of depends on what you're, what you're trying to accomplish with the water. So there's some people that just want drinking water, you know, don't want a, soft, a water softening system. Um, in those situations, then a reverse osmosis system would be what's best for them. Um, when you get used to drinking water, Mm -hmm. that doesn't smell or taste like chlorine, it, it becomes addictive. Yeah, you can't go back to just it's, drinking it, tap water it, after it's that. It's really, really hard, really hard. <laughs> Everything else just tastes disgusting. Yeah. But, yes, to answer the question about um, the parts per million, it, it, it varies from city to city, locality to locality. Um, another thing is when we're testing softeners versus testing reverse osmosis systems, you know, on softeners we're testing for water hardness, which you usually want to see no more than one or two. Zero would be ideal. Um, and on RO, RO, RO systems or reverse osmosis systems, we're, test, we're testing for TDS or total dissolved solids. 
I mean, you kind of want to see that it's taking out 90% of the contaminants out of the water. So we kind of tested before the reverse osmosis system and after the reverse osmosis system to try to see how effective the RO system is working. So if, like you said, if that customer had 660 or the person that was online had 660, <laughs> a reverse osmosis, we get it down to about 60, 66, you know, so it's a huge difference. And, and the, the softener is to treat the water coming into your home to remove uh, mineral deposits and yeah. That is very beneficial to your plumbing system and all your water-using appliances and, and, and you personally as you shower and bathe. The reverse osmosis is what you put at the kitchen sink to adjust it for drinking. Exactly. Um, and it does a great job at it. Again, companies out there will try to promote these whole house water filtration systems that you know give the best, cleanest, best-tasting drinking water, but Nobody's drinking water out of their shower. Nobody's drinking water out of their toilets. Nobody's drinking. You know, so, so what's the point of delivering this type of water to all these fixtures that you know does it's not necessary? Uh, in my mind, the ideal setup is just a water softener for the whole entire house and a reverse osmosis for drinking water. Then you have both of your needs met. And and I think it's critical for homeowners to know if your system is ten, fifteen, or twenty years old. You ought to look at a new system because they are so much more efficient yeah. in in how much water they need to generate the clean water. The the new RO systems are using about seventy percent less backflush water than the old original systems. I think that's huge. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of the green is what they're calling them green reverse osmosis systems. They're using a one to one ratio. So for every one gallon of clean water, it produces it only waste one gallon of uh, reject water. Uh, Older systems use three to five gallons of reject water. Three to five per one, yeah. So I'm excited about it. And the the sodium water softeners have become so much more water efficient than they were originally. Absolutely. A lot of them use 50% less salt, 50% less water to, you know, regenerate. Um, It's just a lot of improvements being made in in that sector. There really are. And you always got to be careful with the the term wasting water, you know, because – if you're plugged into a municipality, that drainage water is repurposed and used and actually helps generate a lot of the power we use out of APS, uh, Palo Verde. So Good point. Yep. There, there is a certain amount of water that's, that's needed to keep things going. It goes yeah. down the drain to, to keep it going. Well, George helped us write the article this week, Improve the Quality and Taste of Drinking Water with Reverse Osmosis. And we cover the other water treatment equipment as well. You can find it at rosieonthehouse.com. George Cathy of Isley's Home Service. George, if somebody wanted to talk to someone at their home concerning water treatment, how would they reach out? Uh, just call us at 480-736-1805. Um, one of our dispatchers is always there to answer. They can get you set up with one of our you know, qualified uh, technicians and we can come out, test your water and discuss what your options are and, you know, what was best for, for your house and your situation. Yeah. And it's not anything, if somebody's trying to scare you and saying our water's not safe or to drink or use, you know, th- those aren't the reasons. It is, you know, the, the, the standards and the regulation and the amount of testing before it's delivered is very extensive. It's just they're not softening the water uh, and they're not making it as good as you know, you, you can make it in your home. Exactly. It's it's a quality of life investment, and that is our better water weekly to do if you're following along in our home maintenance calendar. And like George said, once uh, 
once you go to enjoying pure, clean water, <laughs> you, you, you understand why I carry around 32 ounces with me every, when I leave the house. I, I don't want to run out before I get back. Exactly. George, thanks a million for coming in and helping us educate the Arizona homeowner. Thank you. As a part of our job of educating the Arizona homeowners and entertaining the Arizona homeowners, I always like to end the broadcast every Saturday with what our takeaways are. But before we go to takeaways, I just want to bring everybody's attention to this time of year. We are facing probably the worst fire season conditions that we've ever seen in my lifetime of being in Arizona since 1965. Please pay attention to everything you're doing out there on the road. If you're trailering, make sure those chains are up off the asphalt. If you throw a cigarette out the window in Arizona, I'm going to hunt you down and I'm going to stuff it up your nose. Don't do it. Please be careful. Apache Sitgraves National Forest has already put fire bans in. In May. Good for them. In May. No fires outside established fire rings in established campgrounds. No smoking unless you're in a car or in a building. So, Arizona, look, we burned a million acres last summer. And one of those that charred four peaks, if you drive up to Payson and you notice all the burn. The bush fire. Um, no, that was a vehicle fire that started that. It was. 90% of the one million acres burned was due to human causation. That kind of ruffles my feathers. But listen, if you're out there and enjoying the Arizona, which we want you to do as an Arizona homeowner, you could possibly see some baby wildlife. Do not handle them. Do not pick them up. Do not, quote unquote, rescue them. Okay? If you're out there walking and you're enjoying a beautiful hike through some part of Arizona and you see a calf a foal, a cub, leave them alone. Please leave them alone. And you should already know this. You know, There's a lot you should already know. Especially <laughs> a bear cub, because if you see one, mama bear's close. Well, and, and if you see any baby wildlife, the chances that mama's very, very close is very, very, very high. And she doesn't want you messing with her chillings. So leave them be. Now, takeaways from today's broadcast. Well, I think I got a whole. Um, I, got a I think whole before we book, get there, notebook we, full. Uh, don't we have a Mother's Day rose to give away? Mother's too? Day rose. That's a takeaway. If you, <laughs> uh, it, it's a gold dipped rose. It's something a promotion we were doing a handful of years ago with a local jeweler that retired and it's gone away. But we found a supplier out of Pennsylvania, so we brought him into our east store, and I thought, oh, you know, whatever. That'll be cute. Nothing's going to happen. We sold a ton of them last week. And we were shipping some to South Dakota. Um, but we have one that we're giving away. How are we going to... Is it just another random text and then we'll pull a random winner? How about text mom's the best? Or how about my mom's the best? To, to four... four mm-hmm. 
411-923. And the broadcast has about three and a half minutes left. And in that time frame, we'll pick a winner out of that three minutes. Mom's the best. And we do, after that, still have a few for sale if you don't mind being late for Mother's Day or if you um, just have a birthday for a mom coming up. We do have some left. They are beautiful. I've had mine for years, and they are just as beautiful today as they have always been. Or, guys, if you're in the doghouse right now. You go to. I I have a group of men I meet every other Tuesday night. And at that Tuesday night, one of the guys said, what are you doing for your wife for Mother's Day? I said, well, my wife won't let me do anything for her for Mother's Day because she tells me she's not my mother. Don't Uh, call me mom. Don't do it. Don't do it. But if you were looking for a Mother's Day present, I said forever roses. They're real roses dipped in 24 karat gold that will last generations it's beautiful and the now, ones, every one of those guys ordered one <laughs> the ones now are a lot prettier than the ones that used to be because the the first ones it was solid gold but now you can they've got a translucent those. so yeah. you can actually see the red of the petal and the green of the leaves but the stem is all gold but anyway if you click on e-store and order one uh the it's one word love mom and that'll save you 20 percent um through the end of the day that is our, and again, if you text what? My mom's the best. My mom's the best. 923, we're going to pick a random winner at the end of this hour. About one, two, two minutes and 50 seconds left to text that in. Doesn't give us much time to do takeaways. What do we want Arizona homeowners to take away from this program this Saturday? I like that tree. Carob tree. I, I like that. I, I, and I've been looking for something that grows wider than taller to really build out a, a bigger shade canopy at the Whitman Plantation, and that might have to be one to play around with. You took mine, but the reason I liked the carob tree was because we had a caller call and said, I have a carob tree. I'm so worried about it. It's full of these little holes. And John's like, oh, no biggie. That happens to all of them. If you find a carob tree without those little holes, you got to work. You know, it's really unusual. But those are from the no, woodpeckers. No woodpeckers in the area. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was, it's just so great to have save a tree on and have all those good details. I don't have time to cover all the takeaways I have, so I'm just going to tell you homeowners, look, get to rosieonthehouse.com and look on the homepage under quick links. We give you steps on how to pick an air conditioning contractor now, now, before the summer and the high emergency need arises. We also talk about fertilizing palm trees and the tree of the month, the carob tree. We also talk about water and water treatment. And we also mentioned the 24 karat gold. So just get to rosieonthehouse.com, go to quick links and take a look at all the hot topics we covered in this today's broadcast. In the meantime, over the course of the next week, don't get scared. Remember, we always live at rosieonthehouse.com. Don't touch your house, home, castle, or cabin without touching Rosie on the House first. We're free.